get it? When you're out here moving, make sure that you're doing you, that you're doing you. You only born to do one thing. Hello, hello, it's the Certified Chaos Podcast. It's your boy EJ Defro, aka Man Hustle, aka Mr. Ah, oh yeah. Ha 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 uh, guy on Instagram, yeah. all above, and I hear, I live here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, that's what's up, man. I'm glad you came on, man. It's been a minute, man. Yes, sir, oh, yeah. gratitude Absolutely. to the family. So, how was 2020 for you, as far as just business, uh, life in general? I, ironically, man, 2020 was amazing for me. Right, 2020 was amazing for me. Uh, I got married, number one, in late t- 2019. Okay, I got married 20, uh, 2019, 17, mm-hmm. 14. Okay, um, so that's been. Uh, great just you know having a queen by my side the transition uh, I got mm-hmm. debt free in 2020 uh, you know so a lot of things came together uh, and then I, I got recertified with uh, NASM okay. National Association for Sports Medicine okay okay uh, in 2020 so a lot of things really came together for me in 2020 where it seemed like you know the things were falling apart from mm-hmm. the world um, God you know uh, brought things together for me. Mm-hmm. I got you, cause I, I I'm starting to think 2020 was a renaissance or a rebirth for every, for yeah. a lot of people, just like yeah. a restructure, Absolutely. just because it seemed like it it in all facets it seemed like the upper world this and this it's it said all right this is what we're gonna do now what happened then now you yeah. figure out what you want to do so Absolutely. yeah Absolutely. It, it really a lot of for a lot of folks it showed you you know how to you know monetize your business how to um, um, bring things smaller. If you if you had office space, you may not necessarily need office space. That's true. A lot of ways to cut back and show folks how to make money and uh, income online a lot. So, uh, it, it, and also even for my industry, more importantly too, yeah. it showed people the importance of just being healthy. Right, right, right. right. So <laughs> it, it did a lot of a lot of good things. Okay. In addition to the negative. Yeah, okay. especially for fitness because I I I would assume you know. Right, you know, within that, you know, as you said, things are transitioning and going up. You got a lot of calls. I need. How can? What can I do to stay healthy? You know, because now, you know, it's big, real big now. Mm -hmm. What can you have? People who haven't exercised in years, worked out in years, decades. Now they want to. Hey, see, man, I need you. (laughs) So, so how has that? How has you know handling that influx of people been for you? Uh, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing. Um, like I said, I I, got, I jumped back into the industry mm-hmm. first thing twenty twenty one after I got recertified, right. and um, a lot of folks called me because a lot of folks, a lot of my clients are folks that I went to school with. Mm-hmm. I went to CAU, Clark Atlanta University here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, yeah. way to make one. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of those folks, you know, they're working, they're married, mm-hmm. and they were home. You know, a lot of them have children, so they weren't able to be, you know, just from. Uh, you know, a, a safety standpoint, they wasn't able to be out and expose in the public, so right, they weren't right. able to get out to the gyms, or they have elderly, have their parents around. So a lot of folks just stayed home during the COVID and just put in that COVID weight, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now that COVID has come, uh, kind of tapering off a little mm-hmm. bit, at least where you have the vaccine. Yeah. Folks are now out the house; they feel more comfortable with it. So it's been an influx of folks that just put on weight, and now they're trying to, you know, just get back to some type of. 
uh, healthy state. So it's been right. a beautiful thing, man. I'm, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. loving all of my clients and all the results. So okay, it's been, it's been amazing. Speaking on HBCU, how was that experience in Atlanta? For you. Oh man, that's that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother <laughs> interview, man. That's a whole other interview. Okay. But um, the HBCU, it's it's a it's like it's like a dream, man. I got it's you. a dream because it's almost like when I was at Clark Atlanta, I was able to get educated by folks who look just like me mm-hmm. and you, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt they cared about my future. Yeah. It was like. You know, um, I was an engineer. I, no. I did double. I did electrical engineering when I was at Clark Atlanta. Really? And um, you know, I had professors that got their degrees from the Harvards, the MITs, the Yales, and that's what they pushed for us. They pushed for us to look. Right. They already knew. Right. They said, "Listen, going out into the world, you're going to have X amount of strikes against you, yeah. but you're going to go get the highest level of education." So they were right. pushing for us to not just finish at Clark. Atlanta, but to go out and get degrees from the Yales, the Harvards, so that we will be, you know, extremely competitive as mm-hmm. we go out to the world. And for that, that's what pushed me. Um, gotcha. I got my master's at Cornell University. Right. Okay. So, and that was that was all because of my professors at CAU Pushing who them. pushed me right. to you know go to get go, a higher right. degree. To get that higher degree um, afterwards. Yeah, right. it, it just was just love, just being there. Um, you, if you meet somebody that went to HBC, you just feel that, uh, for lack of better words, that swag. Yeah. Like, man, right. no. it's, just, it's just the best of both worlds where right. they got the education, they were, they were strong mm-hmm. uh, academically, but yeah. they also took pride in their parents. You know, being in CAU right. also was like, when I started at Clark, it was, it's the mecca of music, right? So this is 2001 where Luke Oh, yeah, that, right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, the streets was and, heavy. And, we're talking about uh, 112. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. was on campus. Uh, Jermaine Dupree, they were on our campus. campus. Um, some of them took courses uh, and, and were on the campus doing, you know, uh, ludicrous, doing mm-hmm. concerts. Yeah. So, and it was always some type of event. Right, going, going on. Going on. So right, you felt right. like you was living in the video. Right, you know? right. So it was, it's amazing, man. The experience. I I can't. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I got you. See, I went to Georgia State, but see, my wife went to Georgia State. See, the thing was, I had a lot of friends that went too. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's all that that whole yeah. seat, that AUC, whatever that community is. So I was always there, and I was just like, every now and then, I'm like, man, I should have. Probably should have went to HBCU. Yeah. Probably should have went. It's, it's just, so close. I mean, you pretty much <laughs> you I, had I, the I, experience. You know, right? you know, one thing about it, and my wife always joked with me this, but. but the beautiful thing about what I've seen with Georgia State is they have a, a strong uh, African-American community within mm-hmm. their school. Right. Okay. Right? Okay. I went to the tailgate um, yeah. two years ago, obviously, in 2019, and they got, you know, y'all got y'all whole yeah. tailgate popping. Yeah. Sororities, fraternities. I pledge cap. I pledge yeah. cap at car. Gotcha. So they had their whole, you know, Georgia State got their whole community African-American. So it felt like HBCU in itself in that, yeah, in that honor- community, man. So yeah. it's all love, young brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. Yeah. Honorary HBC. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you go down there for homecomings, I mean, they actually, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, excuse me, it probably had to be maybe two or three years ago. They all coincided. So, yeah. the, I mean, downtown was yeah. cool. What? Everything, what? Was, everything was blocked off. But, you know, just to, you know, speak on the whole uh, HBCU experience, I believe that's, you know, for us, 
you know, that's, as you said, that's a big thing. You get to see those, those are the superheroes. Yes. You know, those, when you yes. see those professors that say, hey, those professors yes. that say, hey, get this, but after this, go and, you know, because it's something else above this, you yes. know. You gotta, you know, you gotta work the magic a little bit more. Yeah. But that's what we need to see more, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people, they look at it from a lens of, oh man, they, they arrogant, and they, no. It's not, yeah. they, they look a certain way, they, they hold themselves a certain way, and, and you get to a point to where, look, I'm not putting up with no, you know, nothing, exactly. you know, because you know the strikes against exactly. us. Exactly. You know, you, you know the you strikes against us. something so big, when you, when, you know, it, it resonates something in my mind. When you a student and you're a person, somebody like myself, I was the mm -hmm. first person in my family to go to college. Right, right. right? That's big. Congrats. So, Congrats. Thank you, brother. And then, so, because my mom pushed that education. Right. But still, those professors are your heroes because... That was the first time you see someone mm. that got a PhD and looked yeah. like Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, right. And then they're telling you, you know, I had my professor pull me aside because at one point my grades would be like, listen, he, my mother came down to this campus. He was like, and he set me off. He said, listen, this all you got. Look at your mom. Look what she sacrificed. Right. You gotta go get it, and right. I felt that to this day. To this day, this, <laughs> it, it, steadily, almost, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah over, it keeps you going. You know, right. over almost twenty years ago, right? You felt that, right. you know, and so right. truly, the the heroes of HBCUs are the professors because those are the ones that are digging into the students and molding the young minds. Mm -hmm. Because you never, because right. I don't think we don't understand the you know exposure until you see it. You don't think about something until you see somebody making six figures that looks yeah. like you and that you can actually yes. talk to. So now yes. you're saying, damn, I can do it's, this. It's doable. I can do this. It's doable. It's doable, right. man. It's mm -hmm. doable. Absolutely. So now let's 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 transition. So what what actually got you into fitness, man? Oh man, um, fitness. Honestly, man, uh, I know you probably hear this a lot, but fitness been my entire life, right? right? Uh, from from the time I was young, uh, I played sports. Yeah. You know, growing up in Philadelphia, I grew up. I grew up in the inner city. Yeah. I ain't from the outskirts. Right. right. I grew up <laughs> in the city. right around the corner from where Meek Mills, Kevin Hart, all right. those. I grew right. up in the city, right by Temple University in North Philadelphia, and in Philly, you know, a lot of violence and a lot of things like yeah. that. So my mom always kept me into Busy. sports yeah. mm -hmm. to keep me out of the negative things that can, that can go on in the mm -hmm. environment. So in elementary, I ran track. Middle school, I, I, I played ba a basketball, I boxed. So I was always into some type of sport. And then moving forward, I even joined the military. So gotcha. that even pushed some more discipline in me. I mean, right, correct, right? which is and big. Then, and then when I got to CAU, I got really um, into my academics, but I still would work out, right? But right. So then when I finished grad school at Cornell, I started to work out a lot more. Cause, you know, great company I worked for, but I was moving, I was living in the middle of nowhere. Right. We're gonna get this good check. Right, what you, you know, gonna you be? You gonna live at that exit that you driving when you mm -hmm. on 85 South and you just get off that mm -hmm. exit and get some gas. That's what you that's what I was thinking yeah. at. So I had right, a 24 right. hour gym around the corner from where I stayed. Yeah. And when if I wasn't at work, I was in that gym 24 hours. And that's what really built my, I guess, my skills and my the knowledge pedigree. training. Yeah. Just lifting weights. I wasn't eating good. I wasn't taking any protein on it. I just was working, working out. Yeah. And that's what introduced me to 
the fitness back in 2007 really uh, really working out and training but also the military and just my entire life i just jumped mm-hmm. into to fitness because i think sports of uh, i think parents get so mixed it get misconstrued with they think oh you got to go pro Nah, sports is just like a foundation. It yes, teaches you absolutely. that discipline. It teaches you that how to work with others. Absolutely. It teaches you how to actually take time. And I now start to realize why certain guys made it because yeah. of the stuff they did on the outside. It wasn't even just God-given talent. It was he practiced every day. Yeah. Yeah. He ate right. Yeah. He slept right. Yeah. Rehab. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's just different day. things. You start to really see now it's like, Oh, it's not that it was politics. It's just this person had the steps and he kept yeah. going. Even in life, I use sports to this day. Okay, yeah. I have to do this, 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 this. You build that structure. Mm-hmm. I think I was watching an interview, uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant right. from Philly, right? And right, he right. said something like, every single day, you know, I'm going to train that much harder. Mm-hmm. Then my, my competitors, you know, if I get up at three in the morning and I train for two hours and I go mm-hmm. eat and then I go train for another three hours, then I go eat and rest. Right. I do it again and again. And I do that every day. Gradually, my competition is never going to catch me. Right. Because he's built those habits. The, 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 the key in your success is your routine. Mm-hmm. It ain't. The big ahas is what you do every single day. Your habits of your life is the building blocks of your life. When you build those things every single day, you do those small things every single day, mm-hmm. that's what's going to take you mm-hmm. to the next level. And that's what makes you substantially better than the next person mm-hmm. is what you do every single day. It's the basics, the layups, the check downs. Yes. Yes. It's not the touchdown sometimes. Yes. It's yeah. going to sleep on time. It's going to bed at 10 o'clock so yeah. you can get up at 3 o'clock. All these mm-hmm. things. And, you know, I think that's 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 – it, it takes the key word you said, you know, discipline, because, you know, society, it, you know, it subconsciously, not even if you, you know, because, you know, I find myself, I'm a uh, person that just likes to, you know, you master your mind, you know, you're yeah. mastering your mind. I'm mastering mm-hmm. my mind. But you find that you always look ahead, you know, yeah. saying what I would call, you know, what we call my words, not being present. Because you like, you want to get that, like you said, that yeah. aha. So it's like, man, the. The smallest, you're like, man, I'm tired of these. But you yeah. got to just stay rooted in it. Yes. As you said, discipline and diligence. You know, yeah. one thing I Absolutely. tell people, those things, you can't you can't see that. You know, yeah. if you can't see that. You can't go, you know, to the grocery store and say, yeah, man, let me get some diligence and some discipline. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you really <laughs> got to, you know what I'm saying, right. And that's not, you can't buy right. that. That's it. Like, and yeah. to, to must that up, man, you're right. And that, yeah. that's what that takes, man. Like, that's, that's big. Absolutely. That's big. sometimes that's, we have to. Just look at what where we are. Mm-hmm. We actually obtain what we wanted. At some point, we say, "I want to be here." Now you right. got here. Now you want to go here. But sometimes you gotta say, "You know what? I actually work for myself. I'm actually doing yeah. this for myself. I'm actually mm-hmm. I got away from that job that I dreaded so much." Yes. So man. gotta look at man, it that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Shadow without. Have to. You have to because um, I think it's dope what you're doing because training. You know, that's. You know, everybody, I don't care what they say, they want to be at the best shape of their lives. Of course. They might try to bullshit you. Now, I ain't with all that. <laughs> if you gave them a choice right now, you can say, right. in 100 days, I can make you yeah. look like this for free, I guarantee you they would do they it. They would. Yeah. They would. Well, and, and, that's, and that's another thing, too. For free or not, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, your, your state of being now. Mm-hmm 
has to put you in a place of discomfort. Yeah. Right? You gotta, whatever you in right now, you gotta be so uncomfortable with that until you're gonna engage change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because a lot of times, you can give somebody the blueprint mm -hmm. on how to be rich or how to right. get in shape. Right. But that point at where they're at now has to motivate them enough to, to change it. Right. Right. whether they pay or not. Right? And exactly. a lot of times if they if they do pay for it, then they're probably gonna appreciate a little bit more. Right. Than opposed mm -hmm. to because they're making not. a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Right. right. They they invested something in it. Right. If you invest something, you want to get something out of it. So what I see at the end of the day is you gotta have that desire to change. And what you and now got to put you in a, an a uncomfortable state to say, you know what? I gotta do something different. Right. And then you gotta go take action. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's 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 one of my things is, is you gotta be uncomfortable enough to actually Take action. Uncomfortable with being comfortable. No, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. You yeah. just have to say, look, it's not going to be easy. I did this. This didn't work well. Okay, maybe I can't eat this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I can't. No, that bread was, that was, that was hard for me. <laughs> it was hard to let go. I said, ooh. <laughs> I said, oh, man. They said, you can't eat bread. I said, well, you right. told me I couldn't eat bread? I'm like, right. He was like, nah, you yeah. trying to be cut up. He said. <laughs> I stopped for like six months. So, you know, off of, you know coming off of that, it's, it's. The eating right. So mm -hmm. you say when you first started, you know, you wasn't necessarily eating right. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, when well, we say discipline, step. that's another step. So, you know, how did you, you know, rise above those challenges with eating right? Um, well, you know, again, it was one of the things where it's like, you know, in your mind, you're like, okay, what's the next level? Right. Right. So once cool. I, it was kind of funny, a transition, I probably worked out because I stayed, I lived in Scranton um, and I was working out and just lifting weights for about three or four years mm -hmm. okay. and then I moved back to Atlanta I said oh I gotta take it to the next level right. Right? <laughs> I gotta start eating right because right. I'm doing all this work and I'm doing all this right. training but I'm not seeing the definition that I want in mm -hmm. my body right, right? so then I was like okay so now let's figure out this eating part of it right because it's two it's a three-headed monster mm -hmm. you gotta eat right you gotta have a workout plan you gotta have some type of meal plan and you gotta have some type of supplement plan you gotta mm -hmm. take some type of protein or something mm -hmm. right? and so when I went back, moved back to Atlanta, I said, okay, you know, I see people on Instagram or I see different models and things like that. Because mm -hmm. I jumped, I got bit by the actor's bug, and that's how mm -hmm. this young brother met. Right, 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 of course. It's, it's here. See, right? I would see the folks like a, you know, like a, you know, because everybody compared me. Like, I would see like a Lance Gross, and I'm like, damn, look at that boy ass. Right, yeah. What I got to do? Right. Right? Because now I'm, about, I'm trying to be in front of the camera. Yeah. Right? So then right. I said, okay, what do I got to eat to get there? And then one of my mentors, when I first moved back to Atlanta, he was he was new, uh, one of my older mm -hmm. brothers in my frat, and he introduced me to fitness mm -hmm. from a, a bodybuilding standpoint. And he educated me on the food you gotta eat right. and things like Which, that. So yeah. I added that to my arsenal. Cause now they real serious. Yeah, now I know how to eat, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, work out, and I right. eat right, right? And then maybe two, three years after that, I got into protein and, mm -hmm. and, and, and fat burners and things like that because now I'm like okay now I got the whole package right right and and, and when you complete that that's what's going to give you that full package that look right, that you right. want and you got to have all three of those all three of those going mm -hmm. right I at can look one at time. somebody and say right. okay well he eating right right he big he big as hell he got big arms he's probably taking some type of protein or something right but he got his, his 
his stomach, he probably got to get the diet right. Right. <laughs> so you, you can look at somebody yeah. and see what components they're missing. Or right. you can see somebody, that, a, a young lady, she could be lean or she could be, you know, uh, lean, don't hold a lot of weight. But you can tell she's eating right. She's probably got some strength to her, but she's probably not working out, so you don't see a lot of definition. Mm -hmm. So you got to have all three of those going at the same time to really get good results. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Another aspect, too, I think people recovery, the yeah. rest. At recovery, um, rest, mm -hmm. all those things are important as far as from a, a protein and what you're, what you're eating. And mm -hmm. then also recovery and performance. Yeah. Right? If, you know, you're eating bad your body ain't gonna look how you want it to look mm -mm. nor you're not gonna have the energy to get up and go work out mm -hmm. correct right? right if you go <laughs> if you working out all day and then you go hang out in the club and you got wings you just had a drink you gonna be hung over the next day so you right. gonna miss your people <laughs> boy your group like yo let's go work out at 10 o'clock in the morning you like yo bro right. i need me some towel and all and <laughs> Gatorade. Right. You know, I see so much. I see people leave the gym and they will go to Five Guys right after <laughs> yeah. they left the gym. Yeah. They will go to they'll go to McDonald's. I'm like, you, what, you did purpose. all of that to put that there. No. Yeah. But you so the thing about it, what I and that's what I try, I, I, I coach a lot yeah. of folks is is balance, right? Mm -hmm. Things right. don't turn around. In a day, right? Mm -hmm. It takes time. I just explained to y'all how it took me over probably a good six years to really get to the level of discipline. Right, right? that you wanted to get to. That I wanted to get to, where you got to do things in moderation. Yeah. Right? Where, okay, you go have a cheat day. Mm -hmm. Right? Have a cheat day on a Friday or even a Friday and a Saturday. Right. Right? You yeah. ate good Monday through Friday. Now, have a cheat day. But the problem is this, and, and you know, one of the things I see is, you cheat so much that you done knocked the all that you know, yeah. everything and you done did, right. You moved, you took 10 steps forward, and then you took 15 steps backwards. And then you constantly stand at this point because you have to give a little to keep on growing. Mother, like, hey, six times a day, 12 times in two yeah. days. That was a yeah. good man. I'm good. Two out two yeah. cheat days. No, nah, mother. Right. Yeah. Mama abs right here. Because you ate them away. That's what you did. Yeah. Right. And, and then, and I, and I know everybody in my homeboy laughing right now. <laughs> but I know everybody also is a victim of this the alcohol. Yeah. you trying to right. get a, a six pack. The alcohol will kill you. I don't even know what that is, bro. Sugar, 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 sugar. That's all it is. Just carbs, just sugar. Yeah, it's going to go it's straight gonna, to the it's stomach. It's going to kill you, man. So uh, I've seen where I can burn off a bad meal or two in maybe a couple days. It may take me seven, it may take me seven days or a week or, or something like that to actually right. burn off, you know, three, four drinks. So. Mm -hmm. You got to do everything in moderation. Moderation. And, and keep key. on trying to progress. Because mm -hmm. I, I noticed that that's a big thing for a lot of females as well. Yeah. They, yeah. That, they, they don't Night understand camp. it. They don't, they don't understand why that's going on. I can't get rid of this. But you drink all the yeah. time. So The nightcap. Yeah. They love the nightcap, man. <laughs> and, and, and I got to give a shout out to my wife because just, just yeah. on some, some yes, standpoint sir. of me coming into my business now, right, and taking it to the level of serious that I take it to now, it's all because of my wife. Because once I got mm -hmm. married, I turned the corner. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I have to be the man that I always wanted to be. Because 
she deserves my best. Right, sir. Right? Yeah. And, and, and the only way you're going to be your best is doing what you absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> That's life. Anything right? else is uncivilized. No other way around it. If you yes. if you a man, you marry, you got kids, and you come home, you dreading that job every day, they never going to get the best you because no. you're not walking in your calling. Exactly. Right? At all. So I got to give my wife her credit. Because I wouldn't be here today. Because when I when I got married, I said I gotta give her my best, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what really is is my focus, right? That's what really helps me pushes me because you know, and I'm a big I'm a big Eric Thomas fan, right? Yeah. But it's so true. It's when your why is bigger than you, what you doing is greater than you. Now you're gonna go even harder right. because <laughs> if if it's just you, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I did what I can do. Right. Yeah. It's saying. only me. Right. 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 But when it's somebody else that's dependent upon you. It changes things. It changes everything. You're going to yes. push through whatever you got to push through for mm-hmm. them. And now you got somebody calling and you doing what you love. No. You know, so that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the best thing, man. Yes. So I'm yes. truly, truly blessed. That's what's up. Because I always think about it like this. We have an opportunity or we, you have an opportunity to change the trajectory of your family. Why would you This dude right here, he's a beast, man. I Why love this dude. Bullshit? Why Absolutely. would you bullshit that? Absolutely, man. Nice. Absolutely. I read something the other day because I'm really big on like motivational phrases and things like that. And it said yeah. that Me as well. the risk takers, the risk takers are the people that will change the the scope of their families. Mm-hmm. Right. This is correct. Right. If you got two people in the house, and they both are just making a living, then that's all you want to do. You want to work to live. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But if you got one person making a living, you got somebody else out there working to take the, the family to that next level. It's like, right. We're going to win. Right. We're going to. That's win. what it takes. Right. Yeah. We're going to build some generational wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just keep. You now. can't pass a job on to your kids. No. No. You can't pass a job, and that, and that's and that's what we've been, you know, we've been looking at, you know, past years. Just, okay, it's been making a living, yeah, you know, but then it's been like, okay, it's just a cycle, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now the kids got to come back and make a living. Yeah, now they got. To. Don't get me wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. that works, but as you said, you know, you're not able to give your yeah. full self to everybody around you, even yourself, because you're not in your purpose or your calling. Absolutely. Makes plenty of Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Plenty Absolutely. Of sense. Man, you want to be able to have. What like folks that you know necessarily don't look like us? They pass into their kids, kids in college. He got four properties. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dad owned a business. He passed all that down to him, right? And then for us, you know, because you know, just for to things happen, mm-hmm. how you know, African Americans of diaspora and mm-hmm. enslavement, mm-hmm. all those things. We're put at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. but I also knew that beyond my wife, I had to go do this because there's people like myself, mm-hmm. right, that needed to hear from a brother that was the first person to go to college. And so that's a big thing in itself. But beyond it is like, okay, when you grew up in a family and that's the pinnacle, right? You went to college. You, you did something different than anybody else. Right. But that is not going to really change your family. No. Right? It's not. You know, it's exactly. not. <laughs> break out of that yeah. and say, okay, right. well, I know I'm the first person to do this, but I'm going to take it to the next, next level. level. Right. And start right. my own. Right? And I knew that I had to have that. I had to be that voice because, like, people got to hear that. 
right? Yeah. You got to answer your calling. I think Tyler Perry said this. He said, you got to go and accomplish your dream because there's people out there that dream depends upon you accomplishing yours. Mm -hmm. There's only people that, it's people that only can hear you. That's it. That's it. Point blank. They only, only, only can hear and see. That's yeah. it. People can, it's, it's a person that's out there it. that only you can motivate mm -hmm. to level to that's the Because that's just go some people, I don't, I don't listen to that person. I don't listen to that person. You know, it's always, and everybody has that section. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And you, you know, one thing I see, and, 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 and I'm with you because I love, you know, the quotes. The one, not just, you know, because you got your cheesy ones, but yeah, the yeah. ones that really just hit mm -hmm. and resonate. And one uh, guy said, he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, um, um, one of the things that, it's a problem for us is that black people we get caught on the last accomplishment too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it keeps you from and I and I sat back and I thought about it, I'm like, he's correct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like cause I mean, you know, remember I was talking uh, like yeah. the friend we were speaking about. Yeah. He's not celebrating. Yeah. Everybody be they be pouring bottles, he like, nah, to the ink dry. Yeah. And then we gonna celebrate a little bit then, but guess what? We got somewhere else to go. It's about the verb. You know, and those Action. exactly. And those people seem like, oh man, they just asshole or this huh. and that. No, they just like, hey, we gonna celebrate a little bit, but it's time to move on. What's it's the next action. level about it? Right. It's about it's about action. Yes, sir. It's, you gotta get up every day and take action. Right. Grind so hard until your your idols become your right. Look at Kanye. Everybody hate on him, but right. at one point he looked up to Jay Z. Right. Right. Now he a billionaire just like. And look how everybody shifts. It's people who were who were basically talking about him now, like, oh, you ain't that crazy. Well, he was. Yeah. A, I didn't yeah, see some guy. He was a little while ago. I don't agree with all the things the brothers say. Of course, but you just see the. But I'm talking about the hustle. The, yeah. The yeah. grind, the constant yeah. focus, right? So that's what that's what that's how I try to just live my life as far as take action, right? Uh, we were just talking about it just early day before we started this, and we was just talking about how. Mm. People try to overthink when you start in a business. You try to you try to perfect everything. I gotta get the perfect video. I gotta get the perfect angle. I gotta right. get the perfect <laughs> website. No, take action. Right. Let's get take it started right from where you at. Wherever you start at, just start taking mm -hmm. action. Agreed. And then as you grow, grow into the process. Start making your you tweets. can go get a PhD on how to start a business. Yeah. But guess what? After you get that business, after you get that degree, you still gotta start the business. Gotta get it right. So you would got PhD experience. on how to start a business, but now you still gotta start it. Exactly. To, go start it. Right. right, right. That's it. Right. Start. So don't let me get No, nah, because I always say this, right? People say, Oh, I'm an overthinker. No, you don't need to be an overthinker. What you need to do is be a deep and a quick thinker. You need to be able to think on the fly. You need to be also process shit and say, you know what, I don't need to do this, 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 and this and this and this and this. But for the most part, you just have to kind of always be on the move because none of this is guaranteed. Yeah, it's not. So these opportunities are always going to, it's not always, it's an every day we think, oh, you know, well, you know, that's going to come back. That's going to come back. I've seen people, they, they they offered him a job at Cartoon Network. They said, we want you to work for us. He bullshitted. Never got a call again. Man, he about to have me go into something <laughs> even deeper, boy. This boy right here, man. <laughs> So as far as um, what, all right, let's get on, let's get on the fitness yeah, web. Yeah. So what are the necessary steps to become an official personal trainer or fitness instructor? Well, number one, man, you gotta get you have to get certified. Okay. Right. You gotta get certified from an accredited organization. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I went and got my certification through NASM. Okay. Okay. NASM. So National Association of Sportsmen. Okay. NASM is one of the top ones in the world. 
but you also have Ace out there. Um, uh, so a lot of, you know, you want to, number one, go and get certified. Gotcha. Right? Social media, you know, because, you know, a lot of times trainers don't get certified. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not knocking on mine. It's yeah. not. But what I'm saying is this. It's just like in any industry, get educated. Right, and then continue to build your education because only thing it's going to do is open up many doors. No knock to anybody that's not right, because shoot, it's a lot of trainers that hey man, I got half a million followers and I'm and I and I'm that dude. Or yeah, I'm that fine girl, with that. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's fine, but it's certain it's certain arenas, a certain areas that you may or may not be able to get into because you, you don't, don't have, have certifications. Th- that that paperwork. So yeah. I say number one. You have to get certified from an accredited organization. Okay. That's number one. So it's an exam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So with NASM, man, you you know, anybody out there that done took a chemistry yeah. or, 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 or uh, you know, algebra three. Mm-hmm. Or, Calculus, or three, yeah. Something crazy. The NASM exam is our, it's a two-hour exam, 120 questions. Um, and you only got to get 70 right, but the exam is not stationary where you have to the questions change right so if you took it last week and I took it this week the questions change the type of questions stay the same but man I study honestly I study for about a year because right when I start studying for um, me and my wife had got married Mm -hmm. we're getting married Mm -hmm. and it it required my um, attention so much and I'm like let me step back finish the wedding and then go at it. So really, all of 2020, I was literally in the house Study. studying. Like I was about, like I was back in college. Okay. Hardcore three by five cards. <laughs> right. <laughs> Highlighters. That, that mud work. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh yeah. And, 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 and that process helped me. The, the process helped me for my business. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now I will wake up at 3 a.m. and study from three to five and then go to the gym from mm-hmm. five, to, five to seven and then go work and then get off work and study more. Now, the time I used to study, mm-hmm. now I'm working on the business. Yeah. I didn't start sleeping in the five o'clock yeah. now. Now, but the process That's what I'm used to it. Is what Yeah, right. The, pro- the, the, the process what makes you sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Now it's a lifestyle. Yes. That's what it is. It's always, it's always saying something, uh, something my mom always told me. She said, just because you paid the car off, that doesn't mean you had to stop paying yourself. You, because now, now that you're paying four fifty month, why don't you just pay yourself or yeah. invest in your business? Absolutely, what? absolutely. Come on. You're a smart dude, man. Hey man, I be trying. I be trying, man. I be trying, man. I be trying. I know I look stupid. I know how I look. I know. I know. I know. Now, but as far as the certification, how long does it last? Does it, does it have an expiration date on it? Well, uh, basically, with NASM, it, it's different rules and regulations for different organizations. Right. But with NASM. You have a two hour, a two year window. Okay. Where you have to now go back and get recertified in something else. You always certified, but the certification ends if you don't go and take another course. So it's basically continued education. So you basically have to take um, at least two two uh, continued educational courses every two years. Okay. It's, some of those courses can count for two. So like you can take one course right, and it counts right. for you know. Two. So basically, you have to continue education mm-hmm. every two years and pass some type of certification. It only have it doesn't have to be to the extent of the the, the uh, personal training one because that's real extensive. Right. But you every two years you have to get uh, recertified in something else, like okay. whether it's 
group training or nutrition or something. So the good thing about it, right. it continues, it, it, it pushes where you don't you get keep, stagnant. Yes, yeah, keep on educating yourself, okay. building your knowledge. Okay, that's that's that's, that's awesome. And then, so go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and the fact that they make you do something different. Yes, you know, saying like yeah. we're gonna take you out your comfort zone. Yeah, you know, exactly. put your head, you know, right? You're gonna, you're gonna go out of your comfort exactly. Zone. So what are some key mistakes you would? Because on this show, we like to kind of help a newcomer. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, the number one thing I see with trainers mm -hmm. is lack of confidence, mm -hmm. right? And and that could be from not being accredited or not being certified or just feeling new to the field or whatever it be. And because they have lack of confidence, and everybody's victim of, I was a victim mm -hmm. of, where when you first come out, you start charging close to no, nothing. nothing. And you overextending yourself, mm -hmm. right? So the number yeah. one thing is get yourself educated. Number one, you know, figure out what's your best price point for mm -hmm. a trainer, and keep your prices. Gotcha. Right? You know, um, and, and, and you know, be flexible. Know how to work with people. But the number one thing is this: people. I see people. You know, under undercharging themselves. Mm -hmm. You you charging somebody, you know, X amount of dollars, and you driving to their house, and you 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 don't yeah, whatever they paying, you done burnt that in gas mm -hmm. by the right. time you get there. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. you, you you know you you providing a and then also too, if if when you provide the best service possible, mm -hmm. you know, then you can then name your prices right. Don't undercharge somebody and give a low quality mm -hmm. training. Mm -hmm. Right, you right. Know, set your prices and, and, and keep your prices. Another thing too is just a lot of times trainers get excited and sometimes they can just overtrain a client, mm -hmm. put them in jeopardy of just getting injured. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, right. So you really want to understand and do your assessment on where the client is at physically and start them off slow. Start them off gradually so they can build up their endurance. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really do an assessment of folks. So the biggest thing I see is just, okay. you know, folks under uh, underpaying themselves as a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And would you would you kind of recommend to any new new trainer that they kind of learn from somebody that's been in the business oh, yeah. already? Absolutely. I mean, get you a mentor. Um, get you someone that has done it already. And that's what anything you're trying to do, right? You want to surround yourself with people that have done it or doing it. Um, and, and, and then they can kind of show you the ropes because that's what I had. I had a mentor okay. that, you know, um, his name is Hollywood. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but mm. trainer here in Atlanta, um, he actually trained Usher for okay. professions. Okay. Right? Okay. So that was my one of my one of my other mentors. Also, one of my other mentors is um, KD with the muscle. He okay. is another trainer here. And um, but first, I started out with Hollywood, and it's somebody that basically showed me the platform of how to create. Uh, a price structure for clients, right? Which is you know, important. You know, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and having all that documented, right? Right. Presenting yourself in a professional manner, you know, all those things were important. Um, being on time, how to communicate with. So you really definitely you want to get mentors in the game. Somebody has done what you're trying to trying do. to do. Okay. Yep. Okay. Absolutely, you have to. That's yeah, that's very, that's very important. Yeah, that's Absolutely. very important. And to have somebody, again, those people, you know, you include those people that have that superhero attitude that say, you know what, I see where you're going, 
Yeah. Let me give you. Let me give you some game yeah. because you said, as you said, that's important because yeah. it's easy to get in. And you know, you have some people. You know, get in the ego. They just want to charge a lot of money mm-hmm. and they're not worried about. It. But some people overextend themselves. Yes. You know, especially with fitness. You know, because you're giving a. It's not a. It's not packaged. You know, yeah, so to speak. Not, yeah. Not you're product. not. So it's, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people put a work phone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So how how did you combat? You know, just basically the whole. You know, when you put your prices out there. And this is what it was. You know, it's always some kind of, it's always a little Resistance. bit of, you know, yeah, friction with it. Yeah, some people I mean, that don't believe that's what it should, that's what it's worth. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's about confidence, right? The number one yeah. thing is about confidence that you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that your processes and your skill sets um, will get clients the results, right? And that's number one thing is just being confident in owning your business, right? When you own your business and people see that, right? You take a certain level of professionalism in your business. Right. Oh, he ain't playing no games. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's that's Serious. part of it. And then the second thing was just again going back and getting a top certification. So now the biggest thing with all that is confidence within yourself. Yeah. Right. Okay. Some people, and that's just fine. Some people won't pay, can't pay, or prefer right. not to, and that's fine, right? But correct. When you own your business and you're confident in your skill set, you own your prices. Right. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that's it. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, nobody out. You know, if you if you go to someone and say, hey, they work at a corporate job, and you say to them that whatever job they work on, hey, um, you know what, man. If the boss came to him and said, you know what, we know you're doing a phenomenal job, but we're gonna cut your your, your wages in half this this month, uh, just because you know we, we feel like uh, that's probably the best thing. They're gonna they're like, well, I ain't, I'm not working. All right, I'm out. They're gonna roll out. <laughs> right? yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with personal training, and that that's another problem in itself because sometimes when you got folks that aren't confident, they they run into those folks. They run into trainers that are paying right. close to nothing and then they come to you with somebody right. experience and they think they, that's going to be the same process nah, no and right. it ain't <laughs> it ain't going to be the same thing so right. number one thing is owning your craft uh, knowing the value in your craft right because not, as a personal trainer too you're not only you know it's power in changing somebody's body yeah right I got a client of mine and it's not even just their body it's their mental mm. I got a client of mine who you know they were having not just you know trying to get back in shape but they were you know trying to work on their business because i got a lot of clients that too similar to me the entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and she's having to you know she was having they were having problems with their business yeah right she you know having confidence issues for herself physically right and anxiety and all those things once we got on the program she started eating clean she came back into the gym total different person and I'm like, and in my mind, I'm I'm like, what happened? She said, I seen you. Right. I started eating right. I feel better about myself. My energy is up. I'm sleeping better. Right. That, These that's, are things. Because <laughs> I, I, I was about to tell her, you know, maybe you need to go see a therapist. Because she was anxiety. Mm. What you do for a person, sometimes the training is priceless. That's why a lot of people say yeah. fitness saved my life. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you and you're right, it's about the mental. Yeah. You know, and that's that's how you know, and I probably just can tell you, as you were saying, and I was thinking in my mind, you know, a lot of people, you know, when you think fitness, you know, they don't consider you all like mental motivators, but you all actually are. Mm -hmm. You you you're teaching somebody to push past physical limits. Yes. So if you're able to keep that in your mind yeah, when you go out to right and you go to something in life like okay this business okay i gotta get this here yeah. you like you remember when you was in the gym you know yeah. what i'm saying you had that person telling you don't stop don't yeah. quit because it's or easy to get inerted or that discipline when you out you out yeah. with your spouse or you out and and and, and, and the way to say desserts please and you like nah, nah i'm good yeah good. I'm good. That discipline you developed. That it, it, that's priceless. Because it's going, like you said, it's going to transcend into your business. It's yeah. going to transcend into your relationship. Everything else, your right, right. So you build in skill sets for a person outside of physical that that's going to help them in everyday life. Because you got to think about it. At some point, we couldn't do 20 push-ups without stopping. So now you're doing it. So what you've done to your mind is say you proved it. Oh well. Is it impossible or is it just I haven't done it yet? Yeah, absolutely. And so you start doing it. Yeah. Cause I, I never, I never forget when I really first started lifting weights, I couldn't get past two twenty five. Mm -hmm. I would stop once I felt like it was going. I started thinking, oh, it's going to drop. Yeah. And one day, dude said, Nah, you got it. Yeah. And I'm thinking he spotted me. He wasn't even touching the weight. But you know what? So it, it just shows that mental, that mental fortitude, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm -hmm. Push past it, man. So, as far as uh, what did you, would you think uh, well, I'll say this, another tip for fit uh trainers, make sure you look good. Yeah. Make sure your body on point too. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, like, make sure your shit on point. Like, <laughs> like come on. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's just, I, I, that's just been always me as a person. Yeah. I just try to present myself uh, to the best I can at all times. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you know, and that's just. It's crazy out here, man. Like, period, right? Those are the people who have, and you know what? I, I want to say, okay, man. All right, you don't you you said you box, but you don't kick. You know, you don't kickbox like actively, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, this guy, right? If you told me, if you told me that you kickbox, I'll be like, yeah, I can believe it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? People, exactly. You have to look like what you are. This yeah. person, if they told you that, you'd be like. Mm. But maybe you need to come to me and work out first right. and then go to the kickboxing. I yeah. believe it's, it's, it's some people, and you know, we just talked about confidence. All right, they have this farce confidence, man, to where, you know, you have to look like what you are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when he's like, okay, when he, yeah. he said a trainer was coming, I can see him. He sent you a picture. I said, hey, man, this dude been fighting with swords, man. Mm -hmm. He, he went and got cut up, up man. He, I said, <laughs> he is a trainer. But right. what I see, even before I looked at the videos of you working, I'm like, man, this dude is a trainer. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't no doubt in my mind, and I okay, believe you I see that now, it. right? You see that now where a lot of people like training, and then you got a, a price list, and that's good though, because you you know you're looking ahead, but you have to look. You know, that's a big thing now. People not looking like a trainer. Unless yeah. unless your client, unless your results from the people you train yeah. is phenomenal, Man. I'm not. I feel like if I could if I could outlift you. If I'm in better shape than you, I'm not going to pay I'm you. I'm not coming to you, man. It's different, it's different ways that people yeah, come into the right, business, yeah. right? Where for me, um, he's got, he's got something else right here. Man, I'm telling you. It's a, it's a lifestyle for me, yeah. right? And, and, and it's some people, uh, trainers are really good at the business. Mm -hmm. 
And right. some people are really are just like myself. I was more. I would say more so. It was a lifestyle for me. Right. So what right. I had to do was just learn how to just turn the camera. Mm-hmm. Right. That was it. People, you know, like, oh, you get up at five o'clock. Yeah, hey, I've been doing. I've been this. doing. I right. just <laughs> didn't tell everybody. Right. 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 So I yes, just sir. turned the camera on and just really started providing a service opposed to mm-hmm. some people. They look at it as a business standpoint. And it may not have been their number one lifestyle, but they learn how to manage the business. But right. you know, I think that you need to, to a certain extent, do both, mm-hmm. right? And, and and like they said, you know, when something is something that you love, then you're going to be able to push through the hard mm-hmm. times and push through what's hard because you naturally would do it. You know, if you would do it for freedom, mm-hmm. you could probably that's it. be right. really welcome doing it. So that's my story. I don't knock anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't knock, like I said, I don't knock if you're not personal, if you're not certified or anything, because everybody each his own. But for me, I've always just even for my mother, present yourself in the best mm-hmm. way. Right, and, right. And yeah, practice what you preach. Because I seen this one girl. She, she I, when I say literally start working out, she literally start working out probably in uh, maybe like 2019. When you say when you look at her camera work, you be like, oh my! You would think she been doing this for years. It's just what she was good at. Yeah. So she knew how to put the camera here, here, here. Yeah, yeah. Don't have angles. Right. She had the thing on the wall. The angle. Yeah. <laughs> she set it up it's and she doing this angles. and put it, it, right, it on the wall. I'm angles. like, what the hell? <laughs> put your phone on. <laughs> it's all about the angles, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> you know. But yeah, man. You know. So what would your uh, what is your target market? Oh man, you know what? Funny thing is this: the target market uh, for me is people like myself. Okay. Right? People that um, usually between usually between the ages of around um, thirty to fifty. Okay. Folks that are married or not not married, but just at that point in life where they have a corporate gig or something like that, or they're not a corporate, but they just you know. Are just trying to get themselves in, in their best condition. A lot of times, uh, I, I I started getting clients that will are just trying to scope themselves, right? Folks that look like, man, mm-hmm. how I get my abs like that. So folks that are going on vacation, they're trying to tone their bodies and really just really get toned up and look picture, pitch camera ready, mm-hmm. right? My 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 target market is usually folks that are really wanting to define themselves okay. and get camera ready because now what? Everybody want to be on camera because of social media, mm-hmm, right? So usually my target market is folks, and, and ironically, most of my uh, clients are, are, are connections to people that went to school with me. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of my clients are folks I went to school with that are now older. Some of them had children, some of them don't, and they just want to look their best. They want to look their absolute best. They want to tone right. them. Mm-hmm. So that's become my kind of my target okay. market. Cause I know a lot of people. They some people want they want the big obese projects. They want to transform it. And some people just want to train women. I know some guy. He said he just want to train nothing but athletes. Yeah. So it's all um, about you. No, I, I I try not to limit myself to mm-hmm. just one one genre mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of 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 people. But usually, the universe has brought to me what I put out there. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of folks that come to me are really trying to really cut fat. 
mm-hmm. and really define themselves, especially in that predominant area. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. abs, right? Abs. People don't even care about stuff. They're like, yeah, man, man that's, my abs look man, good. Can you get rid of this stomach, man? Yeah, Damn. that's what most folks yeah. that come to me. Most of my clients. Yeah, because when you get your when you're in your thirties, I mean, I, I'm not obviously I'm not a big person, but you know, I was eating a lot of bread. So, you know, I started the intermittent fast like every day too became like that's what I did, which I lost too much weight because yeah. I was, you know, I wasn't eating yeah. a lot. But once like you start eating. Miles. Time yeah, I used to run by You're going to lose a whole lot of Yeah, I was out there. Look, then I'm out there on, on the concrete slab. <laughs> but heart healthy. Mm-hmm. Heart of beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it, that's, and look, that's, that's what I was going for. Yeah. But man, like that, I had, but I had a stomach though. So when you see you smart, and that that's the worst to me. Now when you have a, a little weight on you, okay, you got a stomach, okay, kind of blending, but when you slim and you just your back like that, then you look at the front like, how did you get that? Like yeah. that's horrible. But it comes bread, yeah. carbs, and you know that yeah. that oh, no. and it's the one of the hardest places. If I'm not correct, it's one of the last places you can get out there. Even when I was running, it was like. Say, bro, we're going to trim all this, but this is going to be last. You know what I'm saying? So is that a hard, a real hard place to, you know, trim down? It's it's not. It's it's all about honesty. It's about what you make it. Right? What you put in your body is going to show. What you put in is what you're going to get out. The the abdominal area ain't about exercise and uh, crunches or sit-ups. It's about what you eat. And that's, that's and that's what most people about don't know. What you eat, right? And that's the hardest part because people, you know, and and then a lot of times as a trainer, you got to be you got to be realistic and manage expectations with clients. Like, man, I want to get a six pack in six weeks. I want to get a six pack in eight weeks. Where you, you know at? to really get a six pack, it's, it depending on where the client is at. It may be possible to do it in three months, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is not the process. The problem is. Having the discipline to change your habits mm-hmm. that fast—that's the—that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, I have a client. Hey, man, I want to get this. I want to get that. Okay. Well, then you're going to cut back on all the salt. You're going to cut back out. You're going to cut back bread. Oh man, I don't know. How to do that. Though. I don't know how to do that. I, I mean, now, I, you know. So it's really is what you put in it. Whatever you right. put in your body. It's just like with anything in life, whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. That's it. You put bad food in your mm-hmm. body, or your body really ain't going to look good. It might end up looking bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did look right? real bad. <laughs> so that's just that's just how it is, man. Mm-hmm. So whatever you put into your training, and long as you got the right things in place, you just got to execute. Mm-hmm. Like when I was training, I used to tell them this. I said, well, you could eat all that stuff, but do you want to be fit or do you want to be fat? Which one do you want? Yeah, I mean, so which one you want? You know, and I'm not one of those. I, unfortunately, I'm not one of the guys that sugarcoat and say, "Ah, oh, yeah, you can." Right. Nah, you, you, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. It's no way around. It. Uh, but, but if you, like I said, I if you really look at bread, it's useless. It yeah. really, you, most and, people just and, eat and it just to, to get more full. Just to clarify, because everybody say bread and carbs. There's a total difference between bread and complex carbs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. The brown rice. Oatmeal, mm-hmm. you need that. Mm-hmm. The bread, the hoagie rolls. It's right. like a luxury, man. That's what you don't need. The biscuits. <laughs> the biscuits, <laughs> yeah. the gravy, yeah. pancakes, yeah. waffles. Right. Mm-hmm. And this Last is what people night. are getting. You know, Right. That's what they're getting. Right. So then people, well, they, try, they try to bunch complex carbs with Mm-mm. oatmeal it's, or, or with uh, right. 
pancakes. Two different types of carbs. Right. One of them good for you, one of them not. Right. And you have to, and that's one thing you have to decipher. And that's what I say, you know, I respect, you know, uh, people who go into the training field. I respect you all because you actually have to do the studying and do the work. Mm -hmm. And you have to deal with different clients because everything don't work for every client. No, it doesn't. And some people going to come in, like you said, you got to stop eating bread. That's it right there. They, oh, no, they'll ruin everything. So you have to get this person mentally to where they see yeah. What is about, you know, yeah. you know, what is about where they're going, where they need to be. Yeah, but yeah. And then you gotta also as a trainer have patience, right? Because yes. as yes. I explained to y'all, it didn't happen overnight for mm -hmm. me. Right? And then you gotta also get the client to understand patience as they try to work toward man, this ain't working, right. ain't working. Right. And then week six, man, yo. Hey, by the gym, man. They tell me it's looking good. <laughs> so it's a process. Man. That's right. that's process. you know what? If I'm glad you said that. That's what it takes for people. For them to understand when somebody's like, man, but a lot good, of people, man. yeah, that is, and, and I tell people honestly, it shouldn't be that way because a lot of people are seeking validation outside themselves. Yeah, you know, I when when you look in the mirror, you know, when you're like, yeah, I don't look how I, I used to look. Yeah, but that's what it takes for a lot of people. They have to get that validation, that like to say, but we, but man, you've been doing it, man. You know what I'm saying? But results promote. Yeah. Yeah. More results, right? Yeah. You're seeing some results, then you're going to go. But you also have to realize, because some people, just like you said, as false expectation, you have made, or him or her may not have been working out or ever worked out for the last 35 years. Mm -hmm. You've been working out for a week and you're like, I don't see no change. <laughs> uh, I'm just mean, sore. I'm right. still fat. It's 35, it's 35 years of it, right. it, it, it is. Yeah. You got to give it a little bit more time. And a lot of people like that, patience. man. Yeah. Patience, that's all. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that because uh, it 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 takes that. But as far as uh, being at wearing this time now, mm -hmm. do you ever see yourself getting like an E class or something like that? Absolutely, man. Okay. You know, like we talked about earlier, as far as uh, Corona, right? Corona mm -hmm. showed you that you can you can have a wealth, you have a successful business mm -hmm. in the online. Mm -hmm. business. I know of trainers that they had a full blown one on one personal training business and it all collapsed. Because all the gym got shut, mm -hmm. right? So you have to, you have to cre create a business that can make uh, income when you're physically not there, mm -hmm. right? So that now you know, if you sleep, you're making money while you're sleeping. So I'm saying people have fifteen dollar courses, buying, right? Like, wow. So yeah, absolutely. That's 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 definitely in the coming okay. to getting uh, working on that 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 platform as far as. Ebooks, online training, and, and and the next thing for me is going to be an ad course. Oh yeah. It's going to be a, yeah. Be a, some type of. That's self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's going to be the next. One of the next things is coming for me. Yeah, abs, nigga. You see this shit. You see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you see it. You yeah, man. It. Nah, but um, as far as training celebrities, I yeah. How was that experience for you? It was amazing, man. Uh, so I get y'all. So I used to train one of the guys I used to train. I trained Kevin Hart, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Um, so back in 2012, mm -hmm. um, I stopped corporate, right? I mm -hmm. stopped corporate um, in 2012 September, and immediately when I when I left, and I'm not gonna lie, I got fired. I don't. I ain't got shit. It is what it is. Fired, it is what it is. When I got fired, <laughs> it was a blessing from God. Right? Yeah. It was a blessing from God because immediately when I stopped training, when I when I stopped working there, 
I knew exactly what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to start training. This was September 2012. September, October, November. I was acting. Yeah. Man, you remember, I auditioned for the movie Ride Along. I didn't get the role. Okay, yeah. They oh, shot it here yeah, yeah, they shot it in Atlanta. They That's with uh, Kevin Hart and the Rock, right? I interviewed for the, uh, him, him and Ice Cube. Okay. He was a cop. He was. He was. Uh, oh, not the Rock. It's, yeah, yeah. Just let yeah, you know, I ain't a movie person. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, it was him and yeah, Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cube, right? <laughs> so I auditioned for a role. Yes, sir. I'm with I you. I think they gave the role to uh, David Banner, right? They got gave the role. Obviously, gonna give David Banner. Right, right. You, yeah, right? right, right. So I didn't get the role, but I do the casting right I went back to them. I was like, Yo, man, I can stand up for Kevin Hart. He looked at me with, you know, like a dog looked you like, hmm. You know what? He probably can. Mm-hmm. So I start, I start standing for Kevin, and. Probably a month went in. I, I, when I met Kev, because you know me and Kev from the same city. Mm-hmm. When I met him, I said, "Man, you know, nice to meet you, man. I'm from Philly. My name Kasim, and it's gonna be a pleasure working with you." And I didn't hang on with Kev. I just would speak when we see each other on set. We would cross paths. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody, you know, most people probably know what stand is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, stand is where you standing for that person. The camera sets mm-hmm. it up on you, and then lighting, right? And then when your, your butt been sitting there all damn day. They say, okay, Kasim, we're done with you. We got anything we need. Get out the way. Come on, Kev. Come on, call Kev from his uh, trailer. So, right? So that's, that's the person for a standing. So I did that for him. And by the, Kev would come to the, he would come onto the set. And you know, a lot of times when people crack jokes, or mm-hmm. when comedians crack jokes, mm-hmm. they don't, nobody take them serious because they always cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. So this was back in 2012. And this was when Kev was really starting, you know, to, get starting to his fitness and stuff like that. He said, man, from now on, I want to I jump rope on set. And I'm in my mind like, dude, I'm training right now. Right. I said, dude, and I'm nervous. Yeah, you, Hands trembling. Yeah. I said, listen, next time, next time Kev say something or next time I see him, I'm going to say something like, look, I can train you. And I said, when I seen him that, that same day, I was like, yo, Kev, man, I can train you, man. You know, he said that. And I'm like, oh, that's huh? yeah. You know, excuse me, I fuck out of here. <laughs> right? So then I was like, well, man, um, I can give me a give me a assistant number or something. Mm-hmm. I call him. He's like, no, take my number. And my phone, I'm like, that's like that, huh? I got, I got Kevin Hart phoning him with my phone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So fast forward, we start training. I trained him on uh, the movie set, and I was standing there for him. And another big thing I would say for clients or just trainers or entrepreneurs do not overthink stuff. Mm-hmm. And phenomenal dude um, really took care of me. He flew me out to uh, New Orleans. I trained him on the movie uh, Grudge Match. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we shot that. I got the chance to be in New Orleans for four, uh, four, uh, three, four months. Room, board, rental car, food, everything. Everything taken care of. Oh man, it was it was a beautiful experience. But the biggest problem I did was I overthought it. At the time, I had a legal case. Mm-hmm. I was in, I was in the courts, and I overthought it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to post this on social media because I got this case. Dude, it's my, it's people out there with damn felony. That's a damn misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. But hindsight, right. looking exactly. back, I should have posted. Should have right? put it out. I right. didn't promote it. You know, like we was talking about earlier, if they don't know you, they can't flow you. They mm-hmm. can't, exactly. And that was the biggest thing I did wrong in that situation is that I didn't show the world that mm-hmm. I had a chance to train uh, this this mega star. But that was a sign from God that this 
How many people just stop their corporate job and then they go train the biggest person in the world? Not too many. It don't happen like that. It don't happen like that. It don't happen. That, that was for me in that time. So for me, it's always been a thing as Kasim God has you. Mm-hmm. And so, again, fast forward, because I wasn't owning it. Mm-hmm. Right? As an entrepreneur, you have to own your business, pray over your business, and get up every day and execute. And now I do that. I take the business serious because back then the biggest thing I also doubted was could this field in fitness give me the lifestyle that you want the income I always wanted in it. Mm. Right? So once you own it, you know, so now again, fast forward 2021, mm-hmm. I left corporate again. And in a month, bro, I'm talking about in a month, less than a month. God has done things for me that I couldn't even imagine right now. <laughs> I'm talking about Give if some if if you were on me six months ago when I was still studying it, and, and, if, and if somebody had told me, Kasim, this is where you're going to be with your business a month after leaving, I wouldn't believe him. I don't know why I love that fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But what he has done for me, man, it, it, it's beyond belief. No, yeah. I'm blown away right now. So, you know, back to my point, you know. Training care was an amazing experience. It was just a testament to me that what God has for me, he's going to have. I still train um, Benny Demons. Yeah, well, he came on the show. Yeah. Benny yeah. Demons, Akon DJ, yeah. super dope, dope, dope guy. Mm, um, definitely. I had to train, opportunity to train Ron Rico, Officer Rogers Remorse. Okay, okay. Um, I trained Brad James. Okay. Off of, um, what's that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off of Tyler Perry. Okay. Um, so, had a chance to train a lot of celebrities just by being in, in the Atlanta area, and um, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful thing, man, for somebody at that level in their career to say, man, I I, I want you to be my be my be my my trainer. So um, I'm sure that won't be this th- those won't be the first or last time. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I still train Benny um, to this day. Super great dude, mm-hmm. and um, again, training Kevin Hart was like, you know. A, just affirmation, testament that Kasim, yeah. this is what I have for you to do in this lifetime. Go do it. It's like playing. It's like playing a pickup game. Michael Jordan, Allen Ives, and all them boys yeah. out there. They're like, hey, come on, let's go. And yeah. then you actually doing your thing. Now you start saying, Oh well, you know, yeah, I can do this. That's all it is, man. Yeah, man. Beautiful experience, man. Beautiful mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so, we, and I, I'm glad you came on the show, man, because you you, you kind of opened up. Uh, just our mindsets with just the information you're just giving us because most people don't know that they just think train okay i'm just put some equipment on this and this and this but nah you actually broke it down in the steps but as far as we want to briefly touch on it but um how was that transition between the job how balancing the job and engineering and training at the same time man well um you you got you you know you gotta you gotta find your balance Mm -hmm. um and you gotta you know like I said, like I said, what's for you is for you, right? And and I mean by that is I was training once I stopped studying for my certification. Mm-hmm. I would train at from five in the morning to seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Then go to work. I had an eight thirty meeting from eight thirty to five o'clock, and then I would train again. So you basically just set up your schedule around whatever corporate job you work, right? But I'll say this, man, and this is this is true. You know, you number one, you wanna 
you know, build your clientele, you know, promote yourself. Um, and, you know, another thing is, too, a key thing for entrepreneurship, like I talked about, was obviously being married and stuff like that. And it's not a, that's not an end-all, say-all. Being debt-free, mm-hmm. right? Being Reduce right. your amount of income you have to take over on a monthly mm-hmm. basis, right? So now it, it alleviates the stress yeah. of having to pay bills, right? Right. It takes that pressure off you, mm-hmm. you know? Reduce all your bills. Hey, if you would, you feel insured with this company, and you can go somebody else and get a hundred dollars off your insurance. We'll go okay. to them. Mm-hmm. If you can get this discount for your phone bill, go to them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right. so just reduce your overhead on a monthly basis as you try to transition and prayer and make a target date to say, mm-hmm. okay, at this time, I'm going to leave, leave, mm-hmm. right, and be serious about that, mm-hmm. right. And, right. and and then set standards with yourself at your job and say, okay, you know what, you know, you know, I'm gonna come here at this time and I'm gonna leave at this time, you know. Set that expectation, right? And and honestly, man, you know, I, like again, I keep it hundred percent real. I was let go of my job in February, mm-hmm. but that was God again. Mm-hmm. Because I would all, I was already at work. Ready. I wasn't. I'll be keep real. I wasn't balanced. Mm-hmm. Every at work, I'm talking to clients. Oh yeah, right. you was on your I, way out. Yeah, I was on my mind. I was already gone. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them jobs where you even have to when you get away from work, it's still emails yes. or some yeah. type of correspondence that you have to deal with. Twenty four hour production, so you're constantly thinking about it. And God saw me on the ledge. He said, "Look, I'm gonna kick you and your boy. You ain't gonna jump. All right, <laughs> now you better fly." Mm-hmm. Right, because you have in your mind, I'ma leave in a year. I'ma have fifty thousand dollars saved up, and it's gonna be perfect. And it don't work like that. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. You know, he gonna have something way better for you. Right. You know, and, and that's what happened for me. I'm t- it's only been a month. I left February nineteenth, mm-hmm. and already a month, and I'm blown away. Yeah. And I ain't never going back. Yeah. You know. That's what and, it takes. Right. It, I learned a lot of skills. I learned a lot of knowledge from being in the engineering field. But again, mm-hmm. you got to answer that calling. Yeah. And the number one thing I, I realized when you are an entrepreneur, yeah. time management. Yes. Because them days get ahead of you, and you look up, and you ain't got nothing done because right. you're so used to dedicating all that time to that job. To the job, right? And now you know it's with this lion and the gazelle. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna move until somebody chasing you. Mm-hmm. Opposed to now, whatever you when you entrepreneur, you whatever you eat, mm-hmm. whatever you kill, that's what you eat. Yeah. So you gotta have somebody. You gotta have yourself pushing. Mm-hmm. Opposed to that person saying, "Hey, hey, Manuel, um, I need a report by three o'clock." Now you doing it by now? Yourself. But when you dedicate that time, because I'm telling you, these companies will never pay you. What you worth? Mm-hmm. You will. They yeah. will never pay you that. I don't know anybody that became rich. Eons. You worth trillions. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pay you what you're worth. <laughs> exactly. You realize how much you're worth, and that you can, you can triple or however whatever you do with your income. It changes. Mm-hmm. Go out and pray, and then execute. I love. Pray to the man above. Mm-hmm. This what this how much I want to make a month, mm-hmm. and go get it. Go get it. Cause crazy thing about this, companies want you to come in early, stay late, go above and beyond for what? 
35 cent to a dollar raise. You did all that for that little raise. So when you start thinking about it, it's like, damn, I, but then you do the same thing for yourself. It, it becomes overflow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's overflow. It's overflow. So, you know, I say, man, again, own your business, take pride in your craft, educate yourself, you know, know how to work with people, Correct. pray for whatever you want, know what you want, write it down, and get up every single day and go after it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, man, that's real. Because I always say this, man. People talk about, I don't believe in plan B anymore. What I believe in is having outlets and sources to support the initial yeah. goal. Yeah, and then figure out, too, multiple streams within yeah. it, right? When you start in a, whatever you start in, whatever fill you in, figure out, you still got that foundation, but, okay, I can make a string of income in this part of the field. I can make a string of income in this part of the field. But all of it is still true to you. Right, I think I saw a a video what they was interviewing Jay Z, mm -hmm. and it was like so you know you boy you built your portfolio. He was like, well, just he said the only thing I've done was done things that was natural that was natural to me. Mm -hmm. Music was natural. Rock rock aware clothing was natural. Mm -hmm. You know, all those things he built to b become a billionaire, he he built around things that was natural and things he loved. Correct. So. You build those natural things of income on things that mm -hmm. come natural to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, man, it's been real, man. We appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I don't know if everybody know me and this guy's story, but we started back as actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And I always saw a lot of, I guess, skills and traits and values in him as a younger version of me. Right. Right? So it, it was definitely a... a a blessing and just mm -hmm. an honor to come on the show and work with him because I see his dreams coming to fruition in this. Yeah. We met what, 20, 2011, 2010? So it's 10 years ago. Yeah. So all this is in the making for him, right? Mm -hmm. So and all of this is, again, the, the, the alchemist, right? This is all mm -hmm. in the making of Alchem what we talked about and <laughs> doing. Yeah, transmute. Got to put it on the philosophy. Yeah. Got to put it I on the stuff. I remember him even talking about, yo, I want to do film, but I got to figure out a twist on it mm. and look at him. Right. So it's it definitely been a blessing, man. I, I, I got a lot of love for you. I love yeah, man. You, love you, brother. man. Love you, man. You know, we, because we did a couple of scenes and he was like my younger brother. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like he, he really is my younger brother. Yeah, man. And he, we always bounce ideas off each other. So it definitely has been just a blessing to come on here. And man, I look forward to mm -hmm. coming back. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and uh, it's a, it's a blessing what, to see all y'all brothers doing y'all thing. Yeah, cause, that, cause that we made it work. We made it work. Yeah. So it's just yeah. we didn't know. So then yeah. next to no five, what six years later. So it's it's all about how it goes, man. Yeah. But I definitely appreciate you. Any closing remarks for you? Hey man, I don't have too much. You know what I'm gonna tell y'all, man. Get close to love. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're very close to it. Mm -hmm. You know, so you gonna need it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's uh, all I got to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, just know they will be quick and very loud to remind you when you're not doing something right. But they will move slow and quiet, and when it's time to give you credit for what you achieved. Mm -hmm. This is true. So just pay attention. All right, y'all. Get it. When you're out here moving, make sure that you're doing you, that you're doing you. You're only born to do one 